Welcome to Coaching Kids Curling, a podcast for youth curling coaches and program organizers. I'm Glenn Gabriel, a certified curling coach who lives in Pickering, Ontario, Canada. My mission is to give you the advice, resources, and inspiration you need to make your program better. How do we get more women to be coaches and mentors to our youth curlers? In this episode, I speak to one of the winners of Curling Canada's Gender Equity Awards, who created a program to do just that in Niagara Falls, Ontario. Stephen Fish is the Little Rocks coordinator at Niagara Falls Curling Club. This month, Curling Canada announced that he was one of five winners of the inaugural Women's Curling Circle Gender Equity Awards. According to the news release, the awards are meant to support new projects and ideas that attract women and girls to curling with the following criteria. Building capacity for gender equity. Expanding the quality or experience of opportunity for girls and women to participate. And expanding the quality or experience of opportunity for girls and women to lead. Recently, I had a chance to speak with Stephen about his winning project. Here is my interview. Stephen, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Len. Thanks for having me. Well, I guess the first thing I should say is congratulations on the award. Thank you. Uh, our club is very excited about this wonderful opportunity uh, and really looking forward to seeing the changes that it can help uh, within our club and hopefully Great. beyond the scope of our club. Absolutely. Let me start off by some of the listeners might not know what we're talking about. So let me give them a bit of background. Last week, Curling Canada uh, announced the winners of their first ever Gender Equity Awards. And uh, these awards are grants for projects that attract women and girls to curling. Yeah, you were one of the five winners. And uh, I'm just going to quote the news release. Your project is, quote, to put on a mentorship program featuring women mentor curlers uh, working with girls ages 10 to 15 in the club's Little Rocks program. So I guess I'll start with this. Could you tell me why you felt there was a need for this program and, and where, this, where, did the, uh, where did this idea begin? Sure. Uh, so to give a little background knowledge, I've been running our Little Rocks program for about the last four years. Uh, and part of the rationale for running it was my own two children uh, were very interested in curling. And as a curler myself, it sort of seemed like a good opportunity to give back to my club and also help my own family at the same time. Um, So as we moved through and our club, the uh, number of Little Rock players has increased, uh, we've been lucky enough that we've had some wonderful volunteer coaches, uh, some people that have come out every week. However, I am fortunate enough that I have two daughters who are now 11 and nine and uh, Claire and Evelyn are their names. And they came to me and expressed that they were noticing that there weren't female coaches. Uh, And so we've sort of tried to gain some traction with that um, and tried to find some opportunities and haven't been overly successful yet. Um, And then I started to also pay attention to the fact that our juniors that come out after us uh, were, there was a big discrepancy in the number of females that were coming to Little Rocks versus the number that were showing up at our junior program. Uh, This year, clearly an anomaly, but we have approximately half of our Little Rock members are female and the, um, 
juniors have actually no females this year. Uh, that isn't sort of a regular situation, but it definitely got a equitable split. Um, and so when this came about and I had spoken with my daughters and I connected uh, with Jess Humphreys, who is a former player at Brock, uh, about potentially working together when we saw this equity grant as a possibility. Um, she has a lot of skill. I can't say I have that, but I have the ability to uh, write some grants and work on some stuff. And uh, so we were able to put together a bit of a plan that allows, um, we're hoping for 20 girls to start in the fall uh, to run a program that will both help their physical and mental health while working on curling skills and just leadership and hoping opportunities for these girls to grow together. Wow. I, I know that we, we, we were talking before that I also expressed that we didn't have very many women coaches as well in our program. Uh, maybe my question here is, do you know why that is? What, why are, I find that, uh, Maybe that's generalizing it too much, but why are there fewer women coaches in our sport than than male coaches? Do you have an idea about that? Glenn, if I knew that answer, I think I wouldn't need to be working on this so hard to figure it out. So <laughs> fair um, enough. I, I, uh, I'm hoping that this opportunity where these, and I've had tremendous uh, reaction and results. Um, we haven't really asked people to commit for the fall to like, say, put their name on the bottom line because of the so much uncertainty in the world right now but the people that i've reached out to in terms of like are you willing to consider this for the fall are so excited and they're so enthusiastic and everyone is bent over backwards saying you know let me know how i can help um and sometimes it just needs that little bit of a springboard to start that change right and hopefully this is one of the ways that we can you know empower these girls to be active and involved i mean i think all girls through sport, you see, unfortunately, a huge decline in their participation levels. And it's really quite unfortunate. And so hopefully this is a opportunity where we can find a core group of girls that, you know, can really change that for our club and specifically in the Niagara area. Now, you said you had two daughters that, that are in the, the youth program there at Niagara Falls. It's Niagara Falls yeah. Curling Club, correct? It is the Niagara Falls Curling Club. And yes, they are both quite active members. Could you tell us a bit about how they got first got involved in the sport and 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 what whether what's their what's their experience been like so far? They I think they obviously like it. So yeah, could you talk a bit about their experience? Absolutely. The uh, well, I have been curling uh, often. I curled in high school, took a couple years off in university, and then was lucky enough to to get together with a couple of great teams over the years. Um, and so I've been curling now for about 17 years back at it. Uh, and so as early as I can remember, they would come and stand behind the glass and, you know, we're really excited for that opportunity when they were old enough to curl and would come out and check out the ice. And so uh, now Claire's been at it five years and Evelyn has been at it three years and they've both had really positive experiences. Our club really focuses on the, uh, concept of just getting out in little rocks and just having fun our club manager he's a fantastic um he's an ice maker and a manager and one of the first days he was there he told me you know go out and break the ice and he said because the ice can be fixed we need kids to be out here having fun and it really set the tone for uh jordan just really making sure that we had that our youth members are valued they're they are members of our club and not an afterthought. And it really mm. has been a, a fundamental change. And so Claire and Evelyn have been lucky enough to participate in some hit 
draw tap uh, yep. competition. Um, and actually, both of them have been lucky enough to compete. Um, Claire, two years ago, was uh, competing at the uh, Ontario Scotties and uh, wow. had a great time. The home and rink was warming up beside her, and so she was very excited about that. And then Evelyn, my younger daughter, um, this year, because they um, didn't run it as a provincial, but instead they ran it at the Briar, got to participate at the Briar. So they've oh my had God. such positive, yeah, they've had such positive experiences, both of them, um, participating in the sport and just really enjoying being on the ice and having fun with their friends, and you know, an experience where they're just truly enjoying what's going on. Wow. Now that's, oh my God, that, that's exciting. I, I can understand why they enjoy the sport so much. Or <laughs> if, if I was a kid and I went through that, I'd say, yeah, sign me up. Exactly. Um, well, and you know what? That's the great thing about youth curling is that there's so many opportunities that when kids get involved and try things and any sport like that, that, you know, there are opportunities that are out there. That's for sure. Now I'm, I'm thinking that you want your daughters to be part of this project that that you've uh that you've put uh, you've organized uh you've talked a little bit about it but could you just uh expand a little bit more what when this program assuming things get back to some sort of normal in the fall what do you picture this program this uh mentorship program looking like at your club uh this fall absolutely thanks Glenn. so um if they want to be a part of it, I hope they're a part of it. Um, I have never sort of pressured them to be a part of any of those things. Um, but I do know as a grade four or five teacher, I can also see that there's sometimes opportunities aren't there out there for children. And so our equity grant was based on the idea that these would allow 20 girls to participate in this program for free. Um, we all know that equity can also can be measured through gender, but it can also be measured through financial capability. Mm. And we wanted to make sure that our program was one that was not, nobody was going to not be able to participate because of cost. Uh, so that was where the basis of our grant money was focused. Um, and so I foresee that hopefully we have a combination of people who have curled before and people who have never curled before. And so, you know, reaching out into our community and making sure that people know that this opportunity is there uh, so that we can have girls that hopefully have never had the opportunity to step on the ice that will take that opportunity, knowing that it's a comfortable place, a place that, you know, they can feel relaxed and be willing to try something new um, because that can be a very challenging thing for anyone to do. Um, we see that as trying to convince adults to curl, but just people in general don't like to take those risks. And so hopefully by creating a safe environment where girls know that, you know, opportunity to work together as a team, uh, that we will not only see people that are curlers, but also hopefully some people who've never tried that before and would be willing to take that risk because of the safe environment. Now we've talked a bit about the kid part of the program. Could we talk now about the the mentor part of the program? Who who are you looking for to be mentors in your program? Uh, do they need to be uh, longtime curlers? Do they have to have coaching experience? Who are you looking for? Well, as I mentioned earlier, uh, Jess Humphreys uh, has been a great asset to talking. Um, also, um, I know that we have people in our own club that coach uh U21, U18 teams who sort of indicated that they probably would be able to work together to see if we can find enough people to support the program. Um, ideally, these mentor coaches on the ice are experienced players because we're hoping that they can uh, 
the girls in this program can see themselves in the future being that person. And so, I mean, there's lots of opportunities for new curlers to do things, but in terms of, you know, helping these girls move along, I think ideally we're going to find women that are, uh, have experience curling and be able to help that along. The second part of our program is actually an off the ice part, which is not restricted to curling at all. And we'll be worked up, working on the promoting of the mental and physical health of these girls um, by providing uh, mentors that are not curlers and looking for opportunities from anything from like a yoga class to a, a speaker, uh, looking to explain how they went through, how sport has helped them, uh, mental health issues, things like that. And so uh, it's hopefully a comprehensive program that will allow us to really help these girls feel, as they said, in a safe environment that they're willing to learn and work together. It's a lot of work, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's something obviously that uh, you're excited to, to do. So uh, that's great. Let me ask you something, and then maybe it's a bit hypothetical, but let's assume you do this in the fall and it, it's, a, it's a success. What's the future? Can you picture the future of this program? Do you think it could be... Uh, I don't know, shared amongst other clubs? Well, you know what? I mean, I, I think that we definitely would be more than willing to learn from our experiences and hopefully share those with others because um, I think our goal for this sport is like equity is not exclusive. I mean, by definition, equity should be for everyone to share in that access, right? And so if anyone were wanting to access the resources that we fly through the first time and learn from our experience, experiences by all means we'd be glad to help out um ensure that this program if it's as successful as we hope is available for girls across the province well steven let me ask you about your club uh niagara falls curling club what, what's the current status of your club are you open closed what, what's the current status uh, we, we're liking to call it on hold. We are uh, we were open uh, till our December shutdown. Our ice is still in, and we are hoping that we are going to move to a status that allows us to return to curl. Uh, we are a six sheet ice that um, is located right downtown Niagara Falls, and uh, we've I mean we started curling in 1891. It hasn't been consecutive since then. Our building was built in the 50s, but um, it's a it's a wonderful club full of very friendly and uh, caring people. That's for sure. Uh, how many members are in your club? How many junior members? Sure. So uh, in a normal year, we, uh, we have just over 300. Uh, one of the very interesting parts of our club is that uh, about, usually about 10% of our members are American and make the trip oh, across wow. the border, uh, which is uh clearly not available this year. So that has definitely hurt our numbers from a uh, membership standpoint this year. Uh, they're, a, they're a really neat bunch of characters that come across the river and uh, add a lot <laughs> of people, things to our club. Uh, well, clearly they love curling because they're putting a lot of effort to travel internationally to do it on a weekly basis. So uh, we're lucky that they're a, a part of our club and they add a lot of interest to it. Um, we, uh, we embraced that last year. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware, but we were the winners of the Curling Day in Canada contest. And so uh, we were profiled down by the falls and sort of had some of our American members come over and uh, right down by the falls. And it was kind of a neat thing to be able to be at the border doing it. So, Yeah, well, no, that sort of rings a bell for me. So yeah, thanks for uh, mentioning that. Stephen, how did you get involved with Niagara Falls Curling Club? 
Ah, uh, so back was a, when I was in high school, one of our uh, our teachers ran a Tuesday night uh, league that was open to new curlers and gave a op- great opportunity for kids to come out and learn to curl. Um, it was very recreational and, you know, a great opportunity to do some things with some friends. It, I, uh, the top second, I think, got a box of chocolate. So it clearly was not a... a <laughs> a very competitive league, um, but it was a great opportunity to learn about the game. And then, as I said earlier, I got to university, got a little bit off track in terms of my curling, and uh, then was lucky enough to have some good friends who uh, pulled me back in out at a Buffalo Bills game. We they convinced me that it was time to return. So the rest is history. I don't know if you're a Bills fan, but sorry about that. <laughs> Bills season ticket holder. So it's it's, oh. been a it's been a great year and a sad year the same because we can't get to any games, so. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and by the way, don't never underestimate chocolate as a prize in any sort of curling competition. It's Absolutely. very, very motivational. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, well, Stephen, thanks for talking to me tonight. Um, I, I wish you the best of luck. Uh, this is an exciting project, and I, look, I, I want to have you back on later to talk about it when uh, things get back to normal, quote-unquote. Uh, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way they can do that? Sure. Uh, so the best way probably is d- directly through our manager, uh, Jordan Brown. Uh, you can reach him at manager dot nfcc at gmail.com and he can forward any information to me that you have again that's manager dot nfcc at gmail.com and his name is jordan okay great steven yeah i'll make sure to have that information up uh on our show notes and the show description so uh thanks again i appreciate you coming on tonight just before I leave, can I just say thank you to you too for taking this uh, upon yourself to help inform people about what's going on because I think it's a really valuable thing that you're bringing out to our community and thank you for having me on. Oh God, you're welcome. You're the guest. I should be thanking you twice as much. So <laughs> thank you, Stephen. This has been the Coaching Kids Curling Podcast. To reach me, Coach Glenn, please email coachingkidscurling at gmail.com. To subscribe to our podcast for free, visit our website at coachingkidscurling.com. You can also find show notes and links to the resources mentioned in this episode and in previous episodes. The intro and outro music was Golden Sunrise by Josh Woodward. Thanks for listening. Good luck and good curling.